This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. I'm here today for a very special mini-sode. Today we are joined by, I guess I am joined by, the one and only Kevo, comic book creator extraordinaire. Kevo, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, it's my pleasure to finally be on this podcast that I've been listening to for as long as I have. <laughs> well, you know, I really appreciate you saying that because, uh, you know, it's it's nice to just hear that folks listening to the show, you know, just every once in a while, just to remind me, we're not just speaking out into the void. So I'm glad that you're here to tell us that. <laughs> we're here, we're here, we're, and we're listening. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but, you know, we're actually here today to talk about not just you um, and, and some other stuff, but uh, we're here to talk about a Kickstarter that you have coming out. So I guess let's let's just dive right into this could you tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the z-class kickstarter that's currently i guess live as of july 20th yes absolutely thank you um so uh, my name is kevo i live in west michigan and uh for the last four plus years i've been doing a web comic called gayish um about my own uh experiences as a uh a queer person living in a conservative uh town and more recently, I have started working on this graphic novel. It's a uh, young adult graphic novel uh, featuring superheroes uh, called B Class. And um, I'm super excited. Uh, this is a project that I um, have been thinking about and planning for a while. And it's just so exciting to be on this stage now where we are, I am putting pages together and uh, looking at printing and getting it into people's hands. And I'm just so excited to, uh, to finally see this dream come become a reality. Because typically, I've only really done well, mostly, I've only really done my work um, digitally. So it's going to be a lot of fun to have a book in hand this time. Absolutely. I mean, you, you sent me over, uh, you know, a preview chapter of this. And uh, I mean, so far, things look like very beginning of, of school story, which always gets me excited because I'm the type of person that kind of dives into stories about people just starting school and being the odd kid out and all that kind of stuff. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, the characters in this book and like what we can expect as the, as the story goes on? Sure. Absolutely. So um, I will, I'm going to back it up just a little bit to say that I worked on another project for the last two years um, that uh, is currently in limbo right now. So I can't say a whole lot about it, except to say that um, it's a project that it, it was a graphic novel about a gay teenage superhero. And I really feel like that's something that is not represented a lot, particularly uh, in young adult fiction, uh, young mm -hmm. adult graphic novels. And so when that project went on hiatus, I wanted to do something else on a similar vein. Um, that's what started Z-Class. Um, the original idea that I had with this project was that I wanted to uh, create a, a YA book that features a team of characters and ideally characters that identify as queer. Um, as I was sort of putting this idea together, I thought, well, why not do um, multi-ethnic group as well? Uh, the book that I had previously worked on uh, featured uh, a mixed race Asian boy. And so this book uh, has an Indian girl, a Brazilian boy, um, uh, a black boy, um, so and a handful of white kids as well. Mm -hmm. But but my real goal with this project um, is to be a superhero book that's exciting and interesting, featuring a diverse cast of characters that um, mm -hmm. have have just a variety of um, experiences and will hopefully uh, represent a lot of different people that would 
that have not seen themselves represented enough. Definitely. I mean, and you know, it's 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 interesting to see that like you're 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 aiming to try to write a story about that to to give people basically, you know, hopefully characters that they can latch onto and relate to in some way, which is exciting. And I guess, you know, I when when you're thinking about this book, and I mean, obviously the goal is to create a a a strong piece of art, strong piece of fiction um that you can tell a very, you know, great story with. Tell me a little bit about the the type of readers you're looking for when it comes to Z class. Like who are you aiming this book towards? Okay, so ideally, this is a book that is going to appeal to um, everybody. But specifically, as I was putting this book together, I was thinking about middle school and high school age kids. Uh, The characters themselves fall into that age range. And uh, going to the idea of trying to create something that is specifically for queer kids Um, I feel like that's the age range when kids start coming out, coming to terms with their own sexuality. And it's really important to me that they have um, books that they can see themselves in. Um, I know when I was that age, there was nothing, but that was a long time ago. And uh, I love the idea of having something that kids can look at and see modeled for them, characters that are not sexualized, that are just simply queer Mm -hmm. characters that are living their lives and doing their best. And uh, yeah, so that's my goal with this audience. Gotcha. You know, I'm, I mean, the thing about the the comic industry right now is I feel like a, a book of this kind is, uh, I don't want to say like extremely popular, but it is something that I think a lot of people are clamoring for. If only because I look at the bookshelf that's sitting next to me at my desk and I have a handful of those books. Like just the the first thing that comes to mind right now is like, uh, Dungeon Critters or Bloom, um, books that it seems that First Second seems to be publishing, which I guess kind of brings me to the next question that I had in mind, which was, you know, you're you're aiming to do this on Kickstarter, you know, fingers crossed by the end of the campaign, you're going to be fully funded and maybe reach some stretch goals. What made you choose going with to go with Kickstarter over, say, self-publishing or reaching out to a publisher for this book? So great question. Um, Previously, I had worked on a project that uh, did find a publisher and um, COVID sort of threw a wrench into all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the whole experience of um, seeking out a publisher and um, the process of getting the book actually published felt a little bit daunting to me right now, especially as I'm approaching this book by myself. Um, I also really... I think the publisher would have added um, something to the equation, but I'm not sure that it was enough, particularly with the audience that I'm trying to target. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm going after really specific, um, a specific audience. And, um, and frankly, I just don't have the bandwidth to pursue a publisher right now. Um, I think sure. that this is fun and exciting to try to do it on my own. Um, and I learned from the last project that having too many hands in the pot that's really what caused the last project to fall apart. Um, there were just too many, gotcha. too many people involved. So this time I thought, all right, let's, let's see what we can do by ourselves. And even as I say all of that, I'm not doing it by myself. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a great, a great team of people who are behind me that are supporting me. I've got um, beta readers who um, have been reading this book as it's coming along. Um, so I'm not doing it in, in a vacuum. Um, and that's giving me the confidence to say that this is a, this is a project that is going to succeed. It's going to stand on its own and Kickstarter is a great way to do it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm a I'm a profound believer in our uh, huge believer, I guess, in in Kickstarters in general, if only because I feel like that is the place to get the most niche, most interesting types of stories. And, um, you know, looks like Z class is one of those books. I mean, I can't wait to see the final product. I can't either. <laughs> Which I mean, I will say, you know, the preview you sent over to me, I, I isn't necessarily like a, a finished product. Um, obviously, it's it's still like work, being worked on and stuff, which kind of brings me to the next thing I was thinking, which was, you know, what is your process for completing your books? Obviously, you've been working on, you know, an ongoing like uh, memoir style comic book uh, or, or comic on Instagram. And uh, I, I don't know if you publish it anywhere else. That's where I've been reading it. Yes. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, what's your process for going attacking this book compared to the other works that you've done? So great question. So um, I am first and foremost, an illustrator. Um, I don't consider writing to be my strong suit, even though okay. I have been writing for more than four years on Gayish. Um, so what the process for this book is looked like is really dedicating a lot of time to the writing process. I have been writing this for months now. Um, it's a 10 chapter book. So, and each chapter is like 20, 22 pages long. So there's a lot of writing involved in this. So the process has really been writing and getting it, uh, getting it edited and getting feedback from other people to, um, to make sure that the writing is as strong as it can be. Once mm -hmm. I feel like the writing is done, the drawing is no problem. Um, gotcha. what, what I sent you uh, is really uh, in the very early stages um, you were looking at sketches for a lot of those pages, but, mm -hmm. uh, what I sent you is also what I did in a week. So, um, the illustrating process really does move faster for me than, uh, than the writing does. And now I'm excited to say I'm in the illustrating process. I am actually starting to draw things. I'm still editing and still working on chapters that are coming up, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, right now I, uh, actually the first chapter has even changed since what I sent you two days ago. So I'm happy to say oh, wow. that that's coming along. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, you know, I think that it's comics are one of those mediums. It's, it's where you have the ability to change a lot of the book up until the final cutoff when it actually needs to go out. Right. Yes. I mean, the, the thing about, you know, what was it? The Marvel method, if I'm not mistaken, is that like they, you know, the artist would draw something and the, the letters and the, the writers would just kind of fill in the, the bubbles to make the story work based on the panels that were drawn. And I think that comics has that ability that you can, as long as the panel layout doesn't drastically change, you can rewrite pretty much anything um, as long as it fits the same, you know, visual beats, yes. um, which I think is fascinating. Um, and I, I mean, it sounds like that's what's happening in, on your end right now with this book, at least. Uh, to an extent. I mean, honestly, my concern is for the script to be really tight. So I don't want right. to do um, editing as much as possible once I'm actually drawing the pages. That being said, though, gotcha. um, I've already started editing uh, some of the pages. Um, what I sent you is not exactly the original script. Um, I think I changed like two pages with the panel layouts and I add a couple of panels in, but in general, um, my biggest concern is the script because I feel like that's where I'm weakest. And so once the script is solid, I'm really trying to stick as close to that as possible. Gotcha. Yes, but you're right. I can, I can change it up to, uh, up to the time I send it to the printer. 
and I know myself and I know that I will, um, hopefully not too much, but yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I guess, you know, in speaking of the, you know, the book, I mean, who are some of the, the characters that people can expect in this book that, you know, they'll hopefully learn to love and, you know, want to follow to the very end. Thank you for saying that. Yes. Um, so, uh, when I first came up with this whole idea, um, my thought was how about a team that is being started by a kid in high school? And that's when Justin came into mind. And, um, He was the first character that I came up with in this book, but then the second one was Eleanor, and she's a character that is not even introduced until the third chapter, but she's a sixth grader, um, and she's got an interesting power that she can tell stories that come to, that become real life, Um, and uh, she's actually based on a friend of mine, a sixth grader named Eleanor, Um, and when I was writing the book, yeah, when I was writing the book, I thought this is going to be a book about Eleanor. It's going to be her story. She's the youngest on the team and it's going to be all about Mm -hmm. her joining the superhero team and the adventures that she's going to have. And then I started writing it. And one of the characters named Anjali, who is actually introduced in the first chapter, um, really got my attention and it sort of became more her story. And that's really that's the arc that you're going to see through the through this first book is the 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 first page of the book is Anjali coming to a new school uh she's a new girl mm-hmm. new girl in school and the entire book is going to outside of the superhero part ta- show how she develops relationships and um what her personal experience is like um outside of being a superhero um so Anjali Eleanor Justin uh, and then the other main main characters that we'll see in this book are Francisco, uh, Heather, and Latham. Um, so I've got six kids that at the end of the book will be a superhero team. Um, but it's going to take most of the book to get there uh, because not all of them are on board with the idea of being superheroes. Uh, right. Although right. Justin is. Justin's super excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just just from what I've seen, I honestly just wish for the best for Anjali because the the first couple pages of her, I just am like, oh, she's she seems like she's way like in over her head, and I realize there's more to be discovered about her character, oh, yeah. but I just want good things for her. <laughs> yes, yes, and actually, and it's funny too because um, in writing this book, this is actually the second version of the book because the first version I wrote a story about Anjali that was just too much. It was just just too much. And so um, that became her background story. So that's the story that, of what happened to her before she comes to this school. And I'm really hoping that we'll hit a stretch goal on the Kickstarter that will allow me to uh, write that story too, as a supplement to this book, um, because she does have an interesting story. Uh, it's her secret that, uh, that no one will really find out in this first book, unless we, unless I get to publish that, that bonus material. Right. And, you know, and speaking of, you know, the Kickstarter, you know, I, I realize we're recording this a little bit of in advance, so um, I don't want to necessarily put you completely on the spot here. But for folks that are interested in the Kickstarter, what kind of rewards are you thinking about for offering for um, folks? Obviously, to get the book in, in a digital format, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. but you were saying something about a physical format as well. Is there other things that folks could look at yes. to look forward to? Yes, absolutely. Um, so what I know for sure right now is that there will be a digital book and a physical book. Um, I'm looking at doing postcards. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing t-shirts. Uh, one of the highest levels on the Kickstarter is to actually become a character in uh, the the whole story takes place in um, Hamilton Falls. And so um, there are a few Kickstarter spots where you can actually become a character uh, in the book. 
um, a background character. You're not going to join the team yet. Sure. Um, right, but, right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one of the one of the goals that I've got for the Kickstarter. Also, um, things like um, Twitter selfies with the characters um, from the book. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Off the top of my head, I think that I feel like there's one other thing and I can't think of what it is right now. But all you have to do is check out the Kickstarter and you'll be able to see. Yeah, you know, we will have a link to that in the show notes and stuff. I, I think Twitter selfies with characters. I think that's the first time I've ever heard of that in a Kickstarter. That is that is such a fun idea um, for a book uh, or for a Kickstarter like reward. I wish I could take credit for it. I did happen to see it on somebody else's Kickstarter and I thought that's brilliant, especially if I'm trying to target like middle school and high school age uh, kids. So yes, oh, for sure. Twitter for selfies sure. for everybody. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm now I've got to think about it, you know, um, I'll get back to you on it, but uh, you know, I, you know, thinking about this book though, even more, um, you know, what were some of the inspirations for, for this project? Was this all just like derived from, from kids that you've met or, you know, people that you know, or was there like um, reading or other things that uh, really pushed you to want to make this book? Uh, great question. So um, really what uh, started this entire thing was the project that I worked on previously um, featuring a uh, queer teenage superhero and mm-hmm. um, knowing that I was going to do a different book, one of the things that um, I and my former and my other co-creator had talked about was doing some sort of team book, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up, X-Men has been one of my favorite books. I know that it's one of your favorites as well. And um, <laughs> yeah. so I got it in my head that wouldn't it be fun to... Initially, I thought, what if I were to create a contemporary version of X-Men um, featuring queer kids right from the the get-go and whatnot. And that's mm-hmm. where that sort of morphed into um, Z-Class. Uh, there are, so a, an ongoing, a running joke in the comic is that um, they can't figure out what to call themselves for the longest time. Um, and <laughs> so um, at one point in the book, they will refer, refer to themselves um, what do they call themselves? Parasol prep or something like that um, as a nod to the Umbrella Academy. Uh. Yes. So um, <laughs> I, I I looked at other books like this. Um, oh, golly. There was a book that I just saw recently that, oh, um, Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. Um, ah, yes. Yes. So that book actually inspired some of what is in this book as well. Um, more for panel layouts and design. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, oh, and then the other, actually, one other book that has been a huge influence on this process is Giant Days. Ah. I love the style. I love the humor. Um, I think everything about Giant Days. I would love to do a young superhero version of Giant Days, if you can even imagine <laughs> what that would be. Um, I, it, it sounds insane to me is what it sounds like. Yes. But I mean, I'm here for it. Yes, absolutely. And so that... Like those are some of the influences that went into the book that I'm working on right now. Gotcha. And then, of course, my own personal experience as well. Right, right. Well, I mean, I mean, right, right away. Just your name in books. You're picking books right off of the Mike Rappin like, bookshelf. <laughs> I can't believe you. How dare you target me um, with this? Uh, <laughs> Let me give you the uh, link to my Kickstarter one more time. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I guess uh, you know, beyond the Kickstarter, um, it seems as if you're you're a big person into comics. You're reading a, a lot of comics. Obviously, I feel like a lot of folks that are making comics are also consuming a lot of comics. Do you have any? 
any favorites of yours that you go back to again and again? I know you mentioned like Laura Dean and Giant Days, um, but there are other are there other books that you're you're really just like harping for. Um, so, uh, so, okay. Because of the nature of my work, I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, while I'm working, uh, like mm-hmm. IRCB. Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually through your podcast, I picked up a lot of old stuff, but, uh, that I would not have otherwise seen, but, um, big favorites of mine are X-Men. So I am currently going through the original X-Men run, listening to podcasts, um, along the way. And my favorite superhero of all time is She-Hulk. Um, so oh, okay. yeah, I'm actually going through and I'm rereading her entire chronology right now as well. But as far as other books that, um, I feel like right now reading comics is almost like homework for me, uh, to prepare sure. for this book here. And, um, so specifically the titles that I listed earlier are titles that I'm visiting a lot. Like I'm right now going through giant days again, just mm-hmm. to remember what I love about that book. And because it inspires me when I look at that to think, okay, these are cool things that I could do. And outside of that, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head besides that. Uh, but I am reading like probably two or three comics a day is my goal. So, <laughs> Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, yeah. So I don't mean to necessarily put you on the spot. No, and no, like, no. Show me your comic credentials <laughs> by any means. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, um, I, I, all that to say, I'm reading a lot of comics right now, but I feel like um, I'm reading them either because they're just things that I'm nostalgic for, or they're inspiring the work mm-hmm. that I'm doing right now. Gotcha. You know, I've, I've never been someone that's gotten into a lot of She-Hulk. Like, I feel like I've read She-Hulk comics, mm-hmm. um, but I've never, like, dove into the, the history of the, of the character. Um, what what has you, like, so, like, excited about that character? Um, not to say that I don't like her by any means, but I just haven't really latched on the same way that I have with other characters, particularly, you know, the X-Men and stuff like that. Sure. Um, do you have, like, a particularly favorite run or anything? So uh, when I first got into She-Hulk was when Sensational She-Hulk was being done by John Byrne. And um, to this day, he's still my favorite version of She-Hulk. Gotcha. But what really attracted me to her was that she was this um, person who stuck out who did not fit in with, um, much like what appeals to me about X-Men, she did not Mm -hmm. fit in with everybody else, but she celebrated it. She loved that she's, she loves that she's so different from everybody else. And Mm -hmm. um, that was something that was really exciting for me um, as somebody who also felt like I stuck out and I didn't always like that. I didn't always celebrate that part of me. Reading, I think it was the uh, Marvel graphic novel um, when she becomes uh, She-Hulk permanently, when she can't continue to move back and forth between her Jen Walters uh, alter ego. And um, I read that, and that was something that she seemed to embrace. And I admired that. And since then, she's just a character who um, is fun. When John Byrne was writing her in Sensational She-Hulk, she broke the fourth wall all the time which is something that Mm -hmm. I think is funny and um, I think was done cleverly in that book. And um, at this point, I don't think I'm going to break the fourth wall in my book, but I'm totally open to leaving that uh, as an option. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, and that's what, that's what Kickstarter stretch goals are for all that kind of (laughs) stuff, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, uh, Well, yeah, I guess um, the, one of the last things I was thinking about was I, I realized the world is slowly but surely opening up, whether we like it or not, um, in some capacity. Um, are, were you a big convention goer, um, I guess, pre-pandemic? Uh, so I have been to C2E2 a couple of times. Um, when I was in high school, I used to go to conventions. But 
Uh, oh, and then Cake, which is a queer comic convention in mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've been to that a few times as well. Um, and so I've not been as frequent to comic conventions as uh, one should be if they are peddling a book. And so sure. I'm sure. anticipating that um, the plan is for this book to get published or to get printed by the end of this year so that I will have books in hand next summer when conventions start to open up again. So, right. Yes. Right. I was gonna. I was gonna say. You know, if if you were looking at towards any convention or looking forward to potentially attending any conventions in the future, maybe not this year. I know I'm like very on the fence. Even if this episode airs in July, I'm still very on the fence. And even if I want to, even if I want to like check out a convention from a distance in the parking lot, let alone go inside a building with a bunch of people. Yes. Um, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, you know, if if maybe next year in 2022. Yes. Um, I, we can I see this book in hand. I, I am vaccinated, but I'm still taking it. I'm still being careful. Um, and But honestly, I feel like a lot of conventions are either not happening this year or have been pushed really far back into the into the fall. And frankly, I don't have anything anything to show for myself and I don't have time because I'm working on this book to go to conventions oh, sure. this year. So, But yes, next year, um, barring any future global pandemics, I am planning to be at conventions next year. Um, specifically, I've never been to Grand Rapids Comic Con, so I would like to go to mm. that. Um, I would love to get back to C2E2. Um, even Traverse City has a comic convention, and um, I've never been to that. And Motor City. Uh, that's one that I have been right. to, but it's right. been a long time. So I could see, yeah, doing a tour of the Midwest um, and visiting comic conventions. Unless Definitely. unless Z class just blows up and everybody wants it, in which case, then I guess I'll have to do more <laughs> touring than that. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> um well cool yeah i guess you know i i kind of a weird question i i just am i'm curious about it because i've been i feel like i've just been poking and prodding asking folks like here and there like how are you guys feeling about conventions in the near future um because i am still just destroyed that you know 2020 happened the way that it did um it was supposed to be the year of like five or six conventions and so i'm just like once everybody's ready to go again so am i just like let me know so i can go yes and (laughs) Um, and actually you just reminded me of one other convention flamecon um, that oh, yeah. I have never been there, but when we were working on the project, um, the last project I was working on, that was our goal was to have a book in hand that we could go to FlameCon with. And, um, I would love to go to FlameCon next year with, uh, next with class. Yes. In 2022. Absolutely. I would love to go. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I guess uh, I, I think that's that's everything that I wanted to go over. I guess um, if people wanted to find you on the internet, uh, where could they do so? So um, my website is kevo.com. That's K-E-V-V-O.com. Um, and then I am all over social media uh, at Kevo Creates. And that is Creates with a K. So K-E-V-V-O-K-R-E-A-T-E-S. Um, and I'm on all the social medias with that. Awesome. I'll make sure to put all those links in the show notes and a big, huge, bolded link in the middle for the Kickstarter. Um, Kevo, I wish you the best of luck with the Kickstarter. Fingers crossed that everything goes well. Thank you. Um, And thank you so much for coming on the show. This was a really fun time. Absolutely. I would love to come back uh, to promote my next book. Absolutely. I mean, maybe we'll just have you come on and you can give us like an expose on everything there is She-Hulk or something. Oh, my goodness. Love having experts on the show. (laughs) Well, I'll do my best. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Okay, I'll give you a little bit of notice. You know, maybe after the comic is finished, then we can get that figured out. Yes, I, I'm definitely booked through the rest of the year. So <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, well, yeah. Thank you again. Um, you know, as you guys all know, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Rappin. You can follow the show at IRCB Podcast, where we post on Twitter and Instagram whenever we can. I promise. I'm trying. It's so much to do. Um, this episode first aired on Patreon and is possible because of our wonderful patrons. Join today for exclusive episodes of shows like IRCB Movie Club Saga of Saga giant days of our lives and so much more that's at patreon.com slash ircb podcast and don't forget you can join the ircb discord community over at ircbpodcast.com slash discord where you can listen to episodes live and come to our hangouts and uh, do all sorts of other fun stuff on the internet with us infinity shred is the best band in the universe they do all of our music xander is the guy who makes these episodes sound great everyone should just give him a virtual high five uh, i want to say thank you again to kevin and kevo and thank you to everyone out there on the internet for listening to this episode remember until next time Comics are good, and so are you.